Hello and welcome back. On today's show, Mark and I are going to snack on some meat and crackers. Uh, After that, we're going to be talking about the six human needs. Stay tuned for that. You're going to want a pen and paper possibly for this. And then Mark and I are both sharing music on today's show. So stick around because it's coming right up. And welcome back to Snack a Little, Talk a Little. I'm Mark. And I'm Jenna. And what kind of food do we have today for the snack? Look you, over there to your right. I know. Look you down. said something about me. Take a look. The, look oh, see. my gosh. This is great. <laughs> so, y'all, Mark and I actually went to a supermarket that's not in our town. It's not local, but not too far. But we happened to be going someplace. He uh, agreed to go with me because um, it's a bit of a drive and I like having some company. Uh, on our way back, we stopped at the supermarket that has a lot of international selections, and it's fun. And, and it's fortunately, a great supermarket for international food. It is, and Mark is enough of a I don't know a food dork like I am that it's really <laughs> interesting to us to like go slowly. Food dork. That should be our podcast. The food dorks. <laughs> I mean, some might call it a foodie. I don't know. I'm just really curious about the things that we see that are not normally in in our local supermarket. Um, and so here's the great thing. Hold on. I need to remove the cat hair from this one. <laughs> Can you see it on there? No. Can you oh, see it? I do now. Okay. Maybe that's my eyebrow. Oh, no, you're taking that. Your eyebrow is not cat hair. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is the way to start off a food segment. <laughs> cat hair on my food. I'm sorry. And the, the thing is, is... Is the surprising thing is this is the first time I've detected it. I know from eating here, it's probably that I've eaten plenty. So of So I put hair. this on the table, the dining room table, and probably while I've been in and out here, somebody probably jumped up and probably licked the stuff. Now, and, I think no. I think there's stuff floating around. <laughs> there in the, could be. There could be. I'm sure because because I know once every six months from eating here on our family meals and stuff like that, I cough up a hairball. So I know that or, I do. Or have you a, poop out a, a hairball. <laughs> significant amount of cat hair. So you guys. One of the things that we saw in the the meat department was uh, um, salami, and it was odds and ends <laughs> and pieces and parts, and right. I and it was inexpensive. It was under two dollars, and I just thought, well, look at that. We can try a bunch of different types of salami, and but they also had some pate, pork right. pate, and, it, and, and, it, and it's like a variety pack that they had here. Yeah, and this is this was so, from the market. Now the market has. All sorts of international stuff packaged in other countries and distributed here here in the United States. But also uh, some fruits and vegetables that we we aren't that familiar with. Oh yeah, or not familiar with at all. And those are stuff we will feature on the on the show in the future because we have uh, we each got some stuff from that. Yes, but uh, but what was neat about this is this is from their butcher department, their meat department, where they actually take. And yep. made a little variety Get pack of, crackers, of meats. And that's cranberry mustard. Were the crackers in with it? No, no, oh, okay. they weren't, no. And, and this is the kind of thing that I thought, well, we better have this sooner rather than later. I don't want to be leaving that in my fridge for three, four right. weeks. So today's <laughs> the day. Well, you know, and the thing is, is when we were seeing, you were know, going through the store and picking up things left and right, uh, one of us more than others, uh, <laughs> but... Jana picked this package up, and it was mm-hmm. like like she describes, as, as you'll see in the pictures, it's a variety pack. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's great. So I looked through the stack. There was no other variety pack there. Yeah. And I was so disappointed. I felt like I was missing out. But after a few minutes, a gal came out with a whole bunch of stack, and she had more variety packs. So I was Excellent. able to get one myself. Also notice, to wash it down, this is something that I discovered recently. And oh, no. I 
love this. What is this? Bing bling. See, it's you, so I I automatically you just assume it's bling. So it's called Bing Crisp. And it's made with apple, apple and cherry, and cherry juice. juice. Wow. Vitamin B, vitamin C, caffeine, and ginseng. Okay, Only 30 calories. <laughs> it does have um, eight grams of sugar in it, but you know, usually like a soda, and this is carbonated, would be probably more like 29, 30 or okay, so. Okay, the, the sugar, sugar isn't an issue with me. It's the caffeine. Well, you know. I, I just, I'm scared. Really good. Listen, I've had this before, and <laughs> caffeine makes me shaky, and it makes me want to cry and rock myself in a corner, and this doesn't do that to me. Okay, so. but if, I, if I'm if i up at 3.30 in the morning... <laughs> I've been okay. I well, gonna... I have had insomnia. I, I mean... Am... Oh, <laughs> I Honestly, I'm afraid. No, cause I, I, I don't think it'll be Now, mind you, I, I do eat chocolate. I eat chocolate late at night before I go to bed. Dark chocolate, and uh, but it does not keep me up. However... Uh, psychologically, this might keep me up tonight. It has ginseng in it, by the way. The caffeine is like the what, like the eighth or more option here. So, is it also um, it's, carbonated? Listen, it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's carbonated. Okay, there it is. Oh, it's so good. All right, so wait, no, get up to the microphone when you're going to open it. Okay, there you go. Okay, ready. Slow <laughs> and easy. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> it just splashed all over in my face. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna open mm, mine properly. Mm. Let me see here. Oh boy, you know what? I hope it doesn't spew all over uh, the well, place. Well, that's why I was like, okay, how do I do this right. so that it doesn't spew? Well, I'll just get it. Here we go. Oh, and there's the fizz. Even well done. That was Mark. a perfect well sound done. effect. Well done. I gotta save that sound effect and use it for uh, some other thing. Wow, it smells really great. You know what it smells it's like? So good. Wait till you taste it. It's so good. You know what it smells like? Something we talked Cherries about. And apples? Talked about uh, oh. when we went to the store. Want me to say it? Yeah. Aspen. Aspen. So you smell the. How apple many more. people? And I don't know if this went international or not, but mm-hmm. how many people of our age remember Aspen? Aspen was a uh, apple cider soda. Yeah, and it was so good back in the seventies. Kind of dry, not overly sweet. Now there's something called. I think Manzanita del Sol or something like that. Oh, right. And Manzanita del Sol. Yeah. And it is apple flavored soda. It's a little sweeter to me, but it's it's close enough. But, but back, not when we like were, Aspen. back when we were kids, teenagers, yep. Aspen was, just, a, just was something wait. that you could buy in the store. This, this is so good. I am a fan. Mm-hmm. It's, you know what? This almost is dry right. just from that first thing because it's, good, it's so though, bubbly. Right? Yeah. And there's that little, but there is a little hint of cherry. So the show will feature belching. <laughs> Um, so go for this, so we can move on All right, to the next well, thing. Yeah, let's let's. Uh, oh wow! I mean, mm. well. <laughs> so I took a piece of the dark salami. I did too. <laughs> and it, it's an end piece. Mine was as well. <laughs> We're having the same salami <laughs> at the same time. And I love the end pieces because they're chewier. That's where the mm-hmm. that's where the flavor is. That is actually really good. Man. Whatever the dark salami is, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so have you had pat pa- ta- pa- <laughs> Have you had pate before? Is your mouth still full of the black salami? Full of the dark salami. Dark salami. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, have you had pork pate before? Or any pate? There's also duck. I've had pate before, but pate, pate, pate. I don't remember what it was. It was it was in some fancy, 
you know, one of these fancy events that I get to go to sometimes that they normally wouldn't let someone like me in. Well, I don't know if you're supposed to have it with wheat thins. <laughs> I don't know that you, if you have pate, if a wheat thin would be what you'd be putting it on. But that's what we're having today. I have a love-hate relationship with liverwurst. And to me, pate and liverwurst are pretty much the same thing. I would agree Sorry. with that. Um, what do you think? Um, you know what? It tastes like liverwurst. You're right, it does. So I guess it but, tastes like organ meat. Yeah, yeah bloody. It does. Tastes like blood. A little bit metallic uh, to me. Possibly. Yeah, I, I see that. Yeah, it does. It does. It tastes like a. It tastes like a heart. Yes. Like heart and chicken heart, chicken liver. Yeah, chicken heart, chicken liver, chicken. Uh, what's the other one? What's gizzard. The other? Yeah, the gizzard. Tastes a little gizzard. Kidney. I don't know. Except, except <laughs> it's appendix? all it's all smooth. The chicken appendix. It's all. <laughs> Isn't that what a nugget is? Chicken nugget? Isn't that the appendix? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, except for it's all smooth because it's obviously it been processed and there stuff like that. There might be less but it spice in this. Like... I think that Braunschweiger or liverwurst might have a little more like um, garlic or something in it. This seems more about the meat and less about whatever else they might put in. Well, the little cracker actually helps a lot on it. It does. To be honest with you. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't... I'm not, I... A, I'm not a fan of liver. And yeah. the name liverwurst, even though I know worst in German means like sausage worst, or whatever, worst, something like that. Yes. Uh, but, you know, in English, worst means it's not the best. And the fact yeah. liverwurst just sounds like, oh, I don't like liver and it's the worst yeah, liver. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going back over here to the dark sausage. So. All right. Well, <laughs> mm. it was really good. But the, the pate, if, it, if it's now, see, this is the thing. My mom used to make liver for us. Uh, sometimes for dinner, and I would eat it under protest. I didn't like the taste of it, but I was told it's good for you, so I would eat it because it was good for you. So, because I, the iron, I guess. I, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe my mom was lying to me. You know, when people take <laughs> maybe that's what made me my hair fall out. <laughs> um, multivitamins, uh, uh, prenatal vitamins, or sometimes they have to take straight iron pills. Right, makes them sick. Nauseous and sick. Oh, does it? Sick. I don't know. Yeah. So I wonder why, if there are people who eat a lot of liver, why they aren't sick. If it's the iron. Because there's a lot of iron in bloody food, right? Right. Hmm. Okay, so this, this Bing Crisp is a dry uh, soda. Uh-huh. Meaning it has a lot more carbonation than regular soda. Yeah. It's kind of annoying to me. Oh, I love it. And plus I... Have it axe to grind because it has caffeine in it. Night, so, oh, you know what? What's the sweetener in it? That is not. That are you sure that is it? Sugar or is it not sugar? Because it tastes like not sugar. It tastes well, like stevia. What does well, it say on the ingredients? Well, I mean, stevia is not sugar, but that could be from the fruit. It tastes like okay. So I'm asking you to look, and I'm going to look. Looking. See what the uh, there it is right there. Potassium sorbate. That's it. That's a sweetener, potassium, isn't it? Mm -mm. Uh, you know, what? I'm thinking of sorbitol. Where is the sweetener in this? Carbonated water, juices from, from concentrate, apple, cherry, cane sugar, citric acid. Wow. Malic acid. Ginseng is way down on the list. Mm -hmm. Oh, sucralose. That's it. That's it. I'm done. I love it. <laughs> I love it. That is the taste that I don't like about artificial sweetener, sucralose. I knew I tasted something like that in there. 
I'm looking at Jana I like, like how I'm dare sorry. you? <laughs> <laughs> I should have put yours in a glass because now your can has cooties on it. I know. That's a, well, that's unfortunate. That's how it is. All right. Well, I just took a picture of Jana. And it's another one of my terrible pictures of Jana. Eating the sausage. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that's pretty good. I like that. Mm. Uh, uh, oh, there's. Is this a. What? There's another. That's a different. That might be Soprasetta. Oh, that man. That would be my guess. This, wow, there's a whole bunch of. There's a, it's a bunch of different kinds. This could, this could take up the whole show, folks. I just eaten some sausage. <laughs> like we do. Wow. Take a bite. Oh, this that. is good. You know, I. I, uh, I think it's Soprasetta. I really like uh, salami and stuff like that. They have a. Uh, you know, dry salami. I grew up eating gallo dry salami. It was a big thing in our house. Mm-hmm. Did you try the um, the cranberry uh, mustard? Is that the little sauce that you mm-hmm. have here? Mm-hmm. The sauce is really good. Mm-hmm. I had that before anything else. I just took a little taste of that. Did you make that or did mm-hmm. that in a jar? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's trying not to talk with her mouth full. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh. Wow. Wow. This is good. I'm I'm <laughs> my bell hand is gonna get tired, but I love eating meat. <laughs> I mean this is a plate full of meat. And that was a too big a bite. I'm still trying to it's a variety work pack. This. this looks like a pepperoni on this one. It does. It? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See if this is pepper mm. Yeah, it kinda is. In fact it's more like a pepperoni stick than it is the mm. pepperoni. Ends and pieces, and I think I paid about dollar forty-seven. And this is like a lot. It is. This is like this plate here. Did you have any extra, or is this all that was in the package? Both these plates. That's that, it. That's a meal for two people. Yeah, it is for that price. Wow. With crackers. I could put some cheese, but why? Well, wait a minute. You could have put cheese, and you did. I could have, <laughs> but I wanted to get the liverwurst. Or sorry, the pate out too, right. before it goes bad. So, wow. I don't know what it is about the outer portion being gray. Not going to think about it. Yeah, yeah. Probably, probably best that we <laughs> it's don't. probably fine. <laughs> Let's move on. All right, we'll, we'll move on. I'm still going to snack on this, though. That's some I'm good gonna stuff. I'm going to have a drink of this delicious, delicious Ugh, Thank drink. goodness I still have a, a thing of water in here to wash down that sucralose, oh, so caffeine. Good. I mean, the ginseng, all the rest of the stuff I'm good with. But, uh, yeah, not, not my favorite. Uh, in general, I tell people when they... I'm at their house. Hey, you want some coffee? No, you don't want me on coffee. coffee. I'm, I'm already a spaz. I don't need to be on coffee, and I don't need to be in, in, drink coffee past noon. And have keep me sucralose up all night. and caffeine. And sucralose. Ugh. Ugh. I knew it was in there. I knew something was in there. Darn it. Let's talk about the six human needs. Okay, so you have this thing that you had me fill out. Yep. And uh, why don't you explain it and let's go over it. And let's, let's go uh, over this. So you guys. Switch gears here. We're going to post the, the the paper, the sheet on our Snack a Little Facebook page. So you can go back to this and refer to it there. But you might also, especially if this could be good for any relationship, but especially in, in a partnership or marriage, some kind of a relationship. This is really important um, mind you, I'm not a therapist, but I learned this from a therapist. And as soon as we you're not a therapist, this, but you play, but one, I play in one, a one on TV. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as we talked about this, I could see the importance of this, and had suggested at that time people should do this pretty often because we all change through the years. Our our need wants and needs change. So, 
That's true. The six human needs, and I'm going to go through what these are. And, and what I had Mark do ahead of time is, and this is what we did when I first um, learned about the six human needs. You go through with, with somebody that you know pretty well, and uh, preferably with your significant other. You have them look at all of the, the, the six human needs. The And why these are significant is you're going to put these in order of what's most important to you. The belief is that if at least your top three needs are being met, you have a really good chance of having a very successful relationship. And so if you sit down and figure out what your needs are in order and tell your partner, and when I did this the first time I did it with my sister, you tell them, to do the same for their own and put them in order of, of importance. And then you also do it for the other person. And Mark and I have known each other, I think, about eight or nine years now. And he comes to a lot of family things. We've hung out a lot through the years. So it'll be interesting to see, well, how much do we really know each other? And I don't know. But I can tell you this. When my sister and I did this, we each only got one right as far as the order of importance. Of guessing guessing what the other one did, you and mean? Yes. Would, and would you would think we're raised by the same mom. We're both women. And you would think maybe women have similar right. needs. And I thought, oh, yeah, ours are probably going to be almost identical, if not identical. And Surprisingly, you only had one thing. One thing. Wow. Each only had one thing right in the right order. Um, well, I would be surprised. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what you wrote yep. on yours because I... Yeah, you know, obviously I know what I wrote and I tried to be as honest as I could. I yep. did have a question on one of them, which we'll get to when you get to that. Okay. But I'm curious to see of how close I came to guessing what Same. you put Same. on yours to see if see how well we know each other. So let me read what it says first and then we'll go through ours. Okay. So for your six human needs, the first one on here is certainty, the need for comfort and to avoid pain. A, stability. And these are the examples it gives of what that means for or should mean or okay. does mean. Uh, a, stability. B, comfort. C, safety. The second human need, variety. Amount of certainty that you can handle. A, a stimulus. B, change. Three is significance. A, worthy of attention. B, feeling of being special. Four, connection and love. A, to love and be loved. B, connection with others. Five, growth, to, to develop, B, to expand. And the final one is contribution, to give beyond self, to make mistakes meaningful. So I think that just means to learn from your mistakes, right? Oh, I, I would know. guess. That was the thing I had a question on. But we'll, yeah, we'll get to yeah. that when we get. So let's, so let's start at the top. So if you folks are going along with us and, and have been to our Facebook page, we'll have this post on our Facebook page, mm -hmm. at Snack a Little, uh, the six human needs, if you want to... Uh, Fill this out on what your make, priorities are. And, and we'll are. post the, yeah, and make a copy of it by all means and go through this with your partner and explain what I have just explained. Right. Don't tell them what yours are ahead of time. Just tell them. And, uh, and, and get, get on, get on our Facebook. Uh, take a look at it. If you want to uh, pause the podcast and do this experiment with you and your partner or your, or your friend. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think this would be. You know, I'm thinking uh, it'd be fun to do this with one of my best friends. Yeah, just to just see how do you, how well do you know me? Uh, even possibly, this seems like it's a more intimate relationship, and I don't mean intimate sex necessarily, but I mean somebody you would think is going to know you pretty well. You would think to be able to answer this correctly. But if any kind of relationship where you want to support each other and understand how somebody's mind works, right. and more importantly, 
if you if you don't know what their most important needs are, and again, I'll go back to the top three, not that they all, all, all are not important, but the therapist says if your top three are being met, you have a really great chance of having a sex, successful relationship. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a Freudian slip. So, but here's what it, what's important. What if your person gets it wrong? Even if they don't get it wrong, here's the time to talk about it and say, what does that look like for you? If I tell somebody that it's important to me to have variety, um, for example, what does that mean? Do I want to have a bunch of sex partners? Does it mean that I need to try um, new experiences? I want to go skydiving. What does that mean? And how can I help you accomplish the things that make you feel like that need is being met? That's really key to a relationship is to talk about it and make this a priority once a year on your anniversary, whatever, because people do change. So, shall we? Yes, by all means, Let's get into do it. This. All right, so we start with you. Okay, so again, we're, and we'll going back to the list again. So if you've uh, tuned out, uh, paused or pause the podcast, and then uh, fill fill all this out with you and your partner and or friend, because uh, your partners cannot possibly be your friend, <laughs> right? <laughs> one or the other. But... Uh, six human needs. Number one, certainty which is the need for comfort and avoid pain. And the choices are stability, comfort, and safety. So what order did I put them in? I put safety first. And then because I feel that uh, for certainty in my life, the need for comfort and pain, I need to feel safe in my home. Mm -hmm. I need to feel Mm -hmm. that I'm not in danger. I mean, and that's the way I saw the safety in in light of current events, let's say, where, you know, we've had riots and stuff like that and and, and violence and stuff is going up. Safety is a priority for me. And I've made it an important uh, a, a priority in my, well, it's a priority. I've made it even more important in my life right now recently. And uh, so I put safety at number one. Okay. Stability is second. Stability for me means. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, hold on. So one and the ABC right. are that would all that would all be your number one. It's all encompassing in your number one need. Wait, what? So oh, so I don't put these in order. I just choose one of each. One of each. Those are like the subcategory that is all encompassing for. Oh, one. I thought we were supposed to put them in order nope. of nope. priority. No. Nope. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll stop. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll stop at safety. Okay. I put safety first. Okay. And then uh, you want to know what I put for you, or you want to do yours first? No, you do all of yours. And oh, I'll, do all of mine. Yeah, and we'll we'll kind We're of. And I'll tell you what I. Time? No, uh, well, we can if you want. Sure. We we, we didn't discuss this yeah. in show prep, no. <laughs> which is fine. You don't. So I can tell you. Yeah, I can tell you what my Let, number one. I, I think I think we should do one step at a time. Sure, I can tell you what my my first need is. Okay, your first need under certainty. Oh wait, wait. Or was no, it? my my in order of what matters the most to me. So my first need. I think I may, may have misunderstood the instructions. <laughs> I think not. I, I So what you're wanting to do is you're wanting to go <laughs> through one through six and put where you listed it on here. It isn't just because it's number one on this list. Certainty doesn't mean it's number one for you. Right. Yeah. But so, I thought under each one of these categories, we were supposed to choose the order of. No. No. I totally. So one, for those of you paused and, and understood what I was trying to, oh, well, th- th- 
Oh. What? I did this wrong. <laughs> well, okay. So you know what? You regroup, take a look at that. I'll just say uh, where I, where I, since we're doing it kind of the way you right. did. Well, I'll... no, explain, explain it the way it's supposed to be done because I okay. did not do it properly. So again, course, you have one course, through you, six. You did explain it to me. Yeah. So maybe you shouldn't be the one explaining. You have one okay. through six. Okay. And it explains below that A, B, and C what what that means. Oh. So when you say certainty, the need for comfort and to avoid pain means to feel stable, to feel comfort, oh. to feel safety. I was see, I was prioritizing the subcategories okay, in each gotcha. one of these. Yeah, yeah. So I'm supposed to take these six things and put them in Just order. Just the six things. But but yeah, for anybody that looks at each just the, the headline of connection slash love, what it means what it means is to love and be loved and also to feel connection with others. Just oh, in case anybody man. goes like, well, I what need to redo exactly this. You know what? I'm gonna grab mean? another piece of meat and chew on that. <laughs> yeah. Well I <laughs> well I regroup bow, bow. and do do the Oh wow. Okay, so you know what? Well, you do that. I'm just going to... Uh, so what I'll do, since we're going to do it the way you did it. So you chose the, the third option. Oh, wait. Wait. We, sh- we should do no, it the no, way no, you... No, it should I'm, be done. Sorry. I'm, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> I'm looking at what I put this for your... This is the your, best rehearsal ever. I'm looking at what I put for your... What I thought your first choice would be. Okay, so. well, hold on. Well, don't tell me then. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. So I have six human needs, and I have to put the six needs in priority. Right, just the six needs, oh, and the, the other things are are just an explanation, more or less, of what that header means. Okay. Uh, so, so what what I will do while you're doing that is that since you did certainty as your first, and it, and it still is certainty still is your, still my first. So let's uh, we'll go with that. And uh, hold on, I'll. It, uh, I would say. I'm going to uh, I'm going to say what my first one was while you're doing that. Yeah, but now I can't guess what your first one's going to be. Okay, well, so then I fill mine out. Okay, all right. Oh, because you did them. Bo- oh, because you did, did it, them. Bo- I didn't I did think it about wrong. that. Yeah, that's I did all right. It wrong. Uh, dun, 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 I know, right? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> wow. Oh man, I would. Mm, that's okay. That's okay. No, see, you were just being more thorough, and there's nothing wrong with that, Mark. <laughs> there's kind of almost no wrong way to do this, sort of. <laughs> All right, so now, except for the way that I did, now I no, got to now okay. I got to guess what yours. No, you were just being more thorough. I'm going to guess what yours are, are supposed to be. In uh, yours, yours is so. Now uh, this is going to be really interesting because again, Mark and I do. Um, I mean. I, I don't know if I'd say we hang out a lot. A lot of the time when we do, it's usually a family get together. But there are things that he and I do that don't that don't uh, revolve around the the family. There are a couple times that we've gone to an art thing, an art walk that they have here in Riverside, um, and, and certainly now that we do the podcast. But I mean, he he doesn't know my you know my deep dark secrets, <laughs> so. I I don't know how you'll do. I mean, if my sister only got one right, how could you possibly, uh, like, you know, get it right? But to me, two, I would think that generally five. men and women are going to have different answers. And I would love to do 
Okay, have some it. of you do this and weigh in because I, I'd like to know whether or not. Um, okay, so for example, a married couple, would you think that theirs would be similar? Maybe. Oh, well, you marry uh, each other. Not necessarily, but I would think that if you're if you've known each other for a few years and you're married, that you would at least know the other person's you would choices. Think, but my sister and I. I can't even explain. You couldn't that. even guess what her. Wow. Okay. I. I. Okay. I, I've. I've redone it with quick thinking. Okay. And uh, so there's my excuse in case I'm wrong, but I think I got it. So yes, number one, certainty, stability, comfort, and safety is uh, is is number one for me out of these six. Okay. What's your second most important? Oh, wait. What was yours? Number one. Oh well, I'll tell you what I think yours was. I think your number one was also certainty. No. Am I correct? No. Okay. Well, then I'll just put an X over that. Okay. Okay, now we'll go down. My number two, yep. uh, if I'm going to be honest, is uh, significance. Okay. Which is worthy of attention and the feeling of being special. I like to be the center of attention. Mm-hmm. I am an attention whore. Mm-hmm. You know you know this about me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's what I have as my number two. Can we tell you where I rated that? Do you want to know? Where number one? Number one. I can see <laughs> yeah, that. That's yeah. close. That certainly. I was. I was positive that was going to be number one. Wow. So, okay. Wow. Well, it's close. Close enough. Yeah. And my number three is connection and love, to love and be loved and connection with others. Because, uh, to me, part of the uh, part of being attention. It's not just me having getting the attention. It's also me making people laugh, making people feel better, yeah. showing yeah. up at a party and being. It, it's not a. Believe it or not, it's not only about me being the center of attention. Mm-hmm. It's about me entertaining people and making them feel better. Yeah. I mean, if I can get people to laugh and everything, people say, man, that, that guy was funny. Uh, it Yes, there's part of it, certainly a big part of it that's about me, but it's also... I can make people laugh. I can, mm-hmm. you know what? I changed their day. I made their, I made the party better by showing up because yep. I affected other people. It's interesting that you say that, and this is not exactly the same thing, but when Mark and I were at that um, international supermarket yesterday, I think this is where that happened. There's somebody that we passed by and I smiled at them and I remember oh, we're wearing masks and I said, listen, you can't see that I'm smiling, but I'm smiling at you. And I just wanted you to know that. And Mark says he does the same thing, that he feels like he has to make sure people know, hey, I'm friendly and I'm smiling at you. Right. I actually announced that to people. Hey, I just smiled at you. (laughs) Because, you know, honestly, in the past few years, I've actually smiled at people a lot more, just in general. You Mm -hmm. you you go places, you lock eyes with strangers, you know, real quick. And I just smile like, you know, hey, you know, instead of instead of the angry look that we have when we have a resting bitch face or something like that you know it's like a, a, or constipation <laughs> or you're holding the fart in <laughs> like you hold your farts in <laughs> that's true <laughs> in the stores i just let loose let it rip don't let me near that phone that goes on the pa system because man <laughs> you will get blasted okay right. so so that was number three for mm-hmm. me uh number four for me was contribution to give beyond self and i didn't understand the to make mistakes meaningful part of that description i didn't know exactly what that meant i think to learn from your mistakes so yes i made a mistake but going forward i don't understand how that falls under contribution (laughs) and no i don't have covid (laughs) i don't understand how that falls under contribution but i am i like to think of myself i i like to help people you know, I like to 
give and give my time, my time to me, one of the most valuable things in our lives is our time. And, and I like to help people out. I'll help people do things and, you know, help them uh, reach their goals when I can. Well, so maybe it's not your own, just your own mistakes. Maybe the meaning here too is to be able to pick up from mistakes, regardless of how it happened, and to be able to do your part to contribute to turn the this thing around, whatever right. it is. Like I said, I'm not I'm not sure what that meant, but I I put contribution certainly to give beyond self in any relationship mm-hmm. is uh, number four on my list. Okay. Uh, number five, I have variety, the quality of life, the amount of uncertainty that you handle, the stimulus, the change, according to this chart. Um, I'm not necessarily that obsessed with variety. I like being in uh, my... Expected... Uh, routine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, as boring as that sounds, I like my routine. You know, mm-hmm. my, there's a lot of things that I do regularly... But it's I've made my life the kind of life that I want for the most part, except for yeah. winning the lottery. Yeah, that would change things significantly because I'd mm-hmm. have more time and to money to and... do the things I want. But right. but my gardening, my watching 3D movies or or movies at, on my home theater, uh, arguing with strangers on Facebook and trying to convince them Looking of the at truth. Weird um, Chinese election things that my mom posts on your 3D <laughs> movie site when she's right. asleep. That was. She sleep posts. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, variety is not necessarily a uh, priority. So that's number five. Okay. And then out of these six things, the last thing (laughs) is growth to develop or to expand. Because I read growth because it had to develop and expand. I thought those were separate things to put in order. Um, It's at this point in my life, you know, middle age. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I what do I need to grow for? I mean, I'm not saying I don't need to learn anything ever again, but I don't see myself necessarily going back to school. I see growth as that kind of a thing. Okay. I mean, I'm I like the person that I am. Uh, I I know I'm sarcastic and acerbic sometimes, but I like that because mm-hmm. I know I have love behind it most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> yep, yep. Sure. And uh. I, I don't see a lot of growth for me in in that aspect. Okay. So there you go. Those I are got, my six. I so got what, none of them right. Really? None of them? You want to know the order? Yeah. I, okay. Let's see what you think. You, what you think, this is what Jana thinks are my six human needs in the order that she would prioritize them yep. based on uh, being my sister from another mister. That's right. So for your first most important human need, I did put significance. Worthy of attention, right? feeling of being special. For your second most important, I did put variety, stimulus change. Really? Mm-hmm. Now, why is that? How did you read the variety in order to tag that to me as my because second? Because I feel like you are out and about a lot. You're a social butterfly. And to me, that, hey! that, <laughs> to me, that is a form of variety. You like to, rather than just stay home. To me, part of variety is going out there and trying new stuff. Right. A uh, bunch of different sex partners and, you know, orgies. <laughs> I wish and I was I know. trying that. <laughs> no. But, Ladies. <laughs> but 
But no, I, yeah, I just thought that that would probably be important to you because you are out there and you do different things more than I do. I'm a homebody. I'm the one that stays home a lot. Moon signs me home a lot more. I don't know why <laughs> I'm going nasal on all of you. <laughs> That's why I put that. Okay, I understand that. Numero th- oh, no, dos tres. <laughs> <laughs> then I put number one, certainty, need, safety. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, number four, can I tell you? I put that a little lower. I think that that is important. I would think a lot of people would have that in somewhere in their top three. Safety? But Yeah. But I, Certainty? I, my thought is that for men, because a lot of times the, the man is the protector, I would think that for women it would rank higher almost all the time. But I don't know. You know, that's kind of profiling, isn't it? I mean, we're all different, but that's just my thinking. Well, I'm sure there's general cultural things that happen in, in that instance. Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, it makes sense. I should have thought about that. The fact that, you know, you are focused a lot right now on, on safety. Safety, yeah. Yeah. For your fourth, I put connection and love. Hmm. For your fifth, I actually chose number five, growth. Hmm. Because you are doing things to, you are learning something new right now, especially right now. When? Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> That's my lame girl gun sound. <laughs> but that's part of safety. <laughs> well, it is. And finally, for your sixth, I also chose six. Contribution. Wow. Yeah, to give beyond self. So shall I'm, I'm we... I'm pretending not to be offended that she put my contribution they're all, they're, last. They're all important. When I, think, when, when I think that I help people <clears throat> a lot more. Well, it's not to say that you don't help people. I understand. I'm I, not getting mad and being offended at you, bitch. I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know that I th- would have thought that that was like ranked higher for you. As a need for me. Yeah. Right. So, all right. Here's mine. Number one position connection and love it's really important to me to and and let me just say that some of the other things that are important to me the top three I think when you love with somebody not necessarily love isn't always enough but I think sometimes you feel some of those other things when you're partnered with somebody that you love at least that's the hope ideally but anyway most important yeah to feel that connection and love I had that as your number two Set number two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Second, most important to me, certainty, safety. Yeah, that's really important to me. And I have been with someone before where I feel like, okay, going deep here. Okay. It's really important to me to feel like if I fall, and I don't mean literally, that that he is going to be there to catch me. I have to know that if I can't take care of business, that you can. Right. Now, hopefully, you're both doing that like all the time. You both have it's an equal partnership, and you're both making the 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 wheels turn and making everything work as a partnership. I've not experienced that. Um, I've had to like juggle a lot of balls <laughs> um, on my own. Right. And. Um, so that's important to me. It was important to me then too, but anyway, it just didn't happen. Whatever, whatever you learn. But um, so that's that's up there for me. I had I had your certainty at number one. Okay. 
So I had your number one and two reversed from what you chose. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it's closer good. than what you guessed for me. Yes. I had one that was one away, but yeah. Just remember, I am competitive, so I gotta, I I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to manipulate this so I can win. But you know what, too? <laughs> I think it would be easier for you because I think I wear my heart on my sleeve more than you do. Definitely. But yeah. you, don't, you don't think you know me? and You don't think that I'm uh, open enough with you? To let you know I think, most of my secrets? Well, I think that you are, but I mean, obviously, I didn't get this right, and I do pay attention. Well, maybe it's because I'm an empath. Maybe it's because you're retarded. I pay attention to everybody. <laughs> I, I am an empath. I am. I feel what you feel. I feel what right. people feel. But but yeah, it turns out that... Maybe you're not being honest with yourself, and I, I'm right. <laughs> I feel what you feel. Okay. there's a, That's a song, right? Oh, Frampton. <laughs> do you... You... you. Feel like, like I do. do. Okay. <laughs> what number are we on? We're on number four? Number f- three. Oh, number three. We've three. only been through number two. No, significance. I thought you had significance. So, we, okay, we didn't do that yet. Okay. Number, no, no. Right. You did You did love first. Love. And certainty second. Certainty second. And I had those reversed, so we didn't go for number Third three Third is yet. significance, and here's why. Because if you love me... Then, of course, I'm going to feel special. So it's important. But how could you not love me and not make me feel special? It should go together. And I would expect that it would. Hold on a second. Yes. I love you. Yes. And I don't make you feel special. (laughs) Sometimes you do. Remember, you talked about my photography yesterday. Yesterday. But it's rare, right? It is rare. But when Mark gives you a compliment, you better believe he means it. So... Whereas some people could say it all the time and you're like, man, I hear this all the time. Right, right. So that's why right. I don't give out compliments very often. So that we know you mean so it when, when you do, say it. So when I do, you go, wow. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, number four. Okay. How did I end up there? Sorry. There we go. Six human needs. Number the, My fourth contribution. That's the hmm. fourth for me. See, I had significance as your number four okay. and contribution as your number three. Okay. So I'm so close. So, so close. So close. Uh, number five is number five, growth. I did not get that right. For and you. the last one for me is variety. I had those reversed for you. I had variety yeah, as number five change. and growth is number six. Change is hard for me a lot of times. Change is hard for everyone. Yeah. People don't like change. But I can think of a few people. I want to do this with a friend of mine. Who And we've talked about this recently. This person is ADD, and I would think that that is so important for somebody who's ADD because they got to keep changing up, do stuff, because right. I get bored. But I could be totally wrong, but that's my thinking anyway. For me, um, listen, I think that there's plenty enough things that I do to stimulate my brain. But yeah, there are things that I also do that I could do it more, actually. But do I want to? I mean, there are things that I could do to for for more variety in my life. Right. Couldn't we all? Yeah, exactly. There's things yeah. you could do, but like I said, I like routine. Yeah. I've I've formulated a pretty good life for myself as far mm-hmm. as my six human needs. I mean, even going by this chart, I'm I'm thinking about it, thinking, you know what? I've I, I think I do pretty good. The only like I said, the only difference is if I had more money, I would travel. Oh, certainly, a lot. yes. A lot. You know what? Here's some variety and stimulus. We're having weird ends and pieces, pieces of and meat. parts of meat. 
we've not tried before. We get some variety when we try well, things on the show that we haven't had It is. Had I was going to say, this show, doing, doing this show is uh, uh, falls into a couple of these categories, but it yeah. is also, uh, it, it is a variety. Because you, you certainly uh, brought on, because of the snack portion, which you do most, more often, way more often than I do, uh, brings a whole variety of new things it that does. I'm always up I for. I mean, we have tried um, crust coffee. That was fun. <laughs> uh, and and learning about th- that, learning about what you know, how where the with origins of some yeah, of the things. Yeah, origins of some of the food fun. stuff. Yeah, and, and, and listening from some of our uh, listeners chiming that's in on right. what they that's do right. and stuff like that. And we always appreciate so, that. So, can you see how this would be beneficial? In a relationship to figure out, wow, I didn't, I had no idea, honey, that this is what you thought. And what does this mean to you? So, okay, your first one. So I got them all wrong. Your first one, what is it again? My first one was certainty. Okay. So thinking of this in the way of, we'll just say a partner. Okay. If a partner says to you, how can I help you feel like you have more certainty in your life? Is there something that they can do that helps you feel that? Yeah. Have a stable job. Okay. Mainly because I don't. I, mm-hmm. I freelance. So. And now, to me, the freelance is stable in the sense that I've been freelancing now for, oh, 30 years. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's a roller coaster as far as freelancing because the money is not consistent. Sometimes I have big jobs. Sometimes I have small jobs. You know, it's an ebb and flow, but I'm used to that. I can see how someone new in my life would say, wow, what the heck kind of, how do you even get by? Well, because I'm very stable, number one, in the sense that I'm responsible with my money. Mm -hmm. If I get a job where I make a lot of money, if I'm working on a film or I'm working a tennis event or something like that, whatever it is, that I get a lot of money. I don't sit there and say, hey, I got thousands of dollars now. Let's go spend it. No, I know. I know that, you know, and that's part of the certainty, the stability, the comfort part of that. So what about this? Okay. I don't know if I'd say this is being devil's advocate, but... Okay, I you know enough about my relationship with my ex. That was important to me, and I did not have that. So the one that had to always be the one carrying the world on my shoulders was me, because right. he could just go off and piss somebody off and lose a job. Right. And so it was always important that I can't get pissed off because I got to stay employed. Right. Because I never know when that's going to happen. So I I don't you are not the kind of person who would do that. But if it's important to you that the other one remains stable, because what you do is not as um, dependable, you stable. don't have an, an, yeah. an income that's the exact same income every month. Right. Like being a salesman. Right. That's the same kind of thing to me that it's like, yeah, it was a great month this month. Right. Um, what if the person is like, but I need that too. Then what? Well, then that's this, that's something that really needs to be discussed. But so I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you something. Mark is very thrifty and he does a lot of gardening. He's got all this kind of stuff at the house where he is create, not creating. He's gardening and providing basically produce at his house to help uh, so that there's less grocery shopping that they have to do. Right. Have have had to do. And, um, and now that he's got a gun, who knows? Maybe he's going to go shoot a swan. <laughs> some... A goose. That's right. <laughs> Have a goose. <laughs> so so I do think that there are other ways that you compensate 
um, because they're because you know that it is important to do your part too. Right. Which and, is important is to do your part is to to somehow still balance. Right. And and one of the and one of the important things and, and this is difficult to explain to someone who's not familiar with a responsible freelancer if that's mm-hmm. not a contradiction in terms and, and I don't think it is but is to explain to people look I have a house I have all these other things that are paid for yep. Yep. so that you know I've been responsible I I can have this up and this roller coaster of income yeah. but I handle it properly yeah. because I know people that have a roller coaster of income they do not and that's why they don't and there are, there are people yep. there are people our age that have had jobs their whole lives and they're and you know I'm not recreation I, first I'm getting <laughs> I, I'm not knocking the people necessarily right. but I'm saying there are people still our age that are renters that yeah. don't own that are not homeowners yeah they don't own property they don't have a thing to show for it in a sense and that's a difference I'm not saying I'm better than them or not well I guess I kind of am in the sense that I'm more stable with my freelance because I am responsible with my money in that way. You got to take care of business first. Yeah, you do. And if there's money left over for recreation, and I and I yes, I know people who are buying those concert tickets and doing this and that and the other, and not necessarily worrying about how they're going to make that mortgage payment or whatever. Right. So, and one of the things that I did early on, honestly, because I am a fan of TV and movies is I did invest in home theater equipment. I always have. And I stay home a lot to watch movies. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of watching movies. At home. I mean, I've, you've been to my home theater. Mm-hmm. It's an awesome home theater. And it's like, why go out when I have uh, access? I have an account where I have over 6,000 movies available at my fingertips. Plus, and that's in addition to the DVD, uh, Blu-ray collect- collection that I have and so, you know, my, my primary form of entertainment is at my house, and I have a lot of it. Yeah. So I don't have to go out and spend a lot of money doing stuff. Well, I'd say that stability and comfort for both of us basically is, as far as hoping that the, expecting and needing our, our significant other to do their part is is to somehow make sure that you help me keep these balls in the air. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I think that people should do this at least once a year. Find a find a day to sit down, go to dinner, whatever, and go through this list again and make it a priority. I think it's important to make a priority anyway to sit down occasionally with your partner and go, how are we doing? How am I doing? Is anything? But this, to actually put it down on paper. What? Because what if this, <laughs> you know what? Even save the paper. If it's, if not every year, every two years or whatever, even save it and to see for yourself, have I changed or is it pretty much the same? I don't remember what I did when I did this a couple of years ago. I think it's pretty similar, but it may have changed a little bit. But um, that's important for your person to know. And I can see how not just them making it a priority and you making them a priority to make sure that these things are met. But also even just talking about it to show it's important. It's important enough for us to sit down and think and say, let's go through this and how are we doing? That's such a girl thing to do. It is such a girl thing I'm to do. I'm sitting here going, yeah, this is a fun exercise. Happy wife, happy life. Happy wife, happy life. It's important. <laughs> and we're the experts. <laughs> Aren't we? All you have to do is read an article and, and download something, and all of a sudden you are. Oh, a... this came from a therapist. 
purpose. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Dude, let's talk about music. All right. All right. We're going to switch gears here and we're going to go into the rock and roll portion yeah. of the show. Uh, I'm doing I'm, the devil in the horns. Dude. Oh, yeah. This makes me so happy. Don't turn it off. Don't turn it off. I have to turn it off. Don't take it off. Don't take it off. Leave it on. Leave it on. <laughs> So what we're talking about today is... We're going to talk a little bit about Eddie Van Halen and Van Halen in general. But Eddie Van Halen, because as probably most or all of you know, um, Eddie passed away. It was on October 6th. He was 65 years old and he had suffered um, many years with laryngeal cancer. And it took him way too soon. And um, he's got a special place, and I would say in certainly both mine and in Mark's hearts. I agree with that. This is music that we grew up with. Right. We were teenagers when this started. This was junior high stuff for us. Yeah. Well, for me. I think you're older than me, aren't you? Barely. Just barely. (laughs) So here's something that I didn't know, and I would love to know if you knew about this. Okay. So Van Halen... uh, Let's see here. The band was formed in 1974. It was with Eddie and his brother Alex. Right. The quick-fingered guitar riffs of uh, of um, Eddie, Eddie. And then singer David Lee Ross on stage antics caught the eye of Kiss guitarist Gene, Gene Simmons. Simmons. Yeah, I do know that. I didn't know I that. I do know I, that. I, I had right. no idea there was any kind of connection. Yeah. And in 77, he funded their, and produced their first recording session. I do know that. I didn't know that. Gene Simmons of Kiss. Thanks for telling me. And by the way, Kiss was only a couple years behind that, or ahead of them, I should say. Because Kiss, yeah, I think, started I out so. in 72 or 73. Uh, and I don't know that. I'm just do- doing that by my memory. But when I learned that Gene Simmons was the one who helped produce Van Halen, helped kick them off. Yeah. Because they were very popular in the clubs at the time, mm-hmm. uh, especially mainly because of Eddie Van Halen's you know, unique guitar playing uh, that uh, it, I, and when I heard that, I thought, well, wait a minute, Kiss, Kiss's first album came out in 73, didn't it? And this is just in my head. I don't yeah. know. We, we don't need to look it up. But it's just amazing that Kiss started on their giant tours and stuff. And while they're doing that, he, he looked up uh, what was going on with his Van Halen kid and yep, helped yep. produce their first uh their first stuff for him. Now, this is interesting to me because it says the band's sixth album, 1984, featured smash, hit, smash hits um, Panama and Jump. It made them a hard the, hard rock. It made them a household name. See, I think of what? Van Halen as being really popular way before that. Way before that. Right? But I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. To me, their first album was great. Uh, so I became, I, I already liked them, but I would say when Women and Children first came out, that's when I was really starting to really dig it. I liked them from their first album. Running with the Devil was a great song. And, and that was, I think, one of their first releases. And it was just fantastic. And then, I don't, I don't and have all that queued up, need, though. <laughs> need is a woman. Understand. Yeah. The toes so, in the so yeah. that's what, so my... You know, Jana has her favorite Van Halen song that she wanted to play. Mine, and it's very hard to tell because I could, look, I could change my favorite Van Halen song by the hour if I wanted. But mine actually was, uh, for a long time, Beautiful Girls, which is what we played the guitar riff to. Now, we can't play the whole song because of the whole copyright and all that. So we'll just play a little bit of it. And uh, so let me go back a little bit. Here's here's, here's the the opening uh, I lyrics. Wait. I can't wait. Here, Besides, it just smoking and drinking on the side. On top of the wall. 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's so great. She had a drink in her hand. She, she had, had her toes in the sand. And woo! <laughs> what a beautiful girl. Oh, yeah. Now, this is so this song is so important to me because uh-huh. back then and I'm not sure when this came out actually this is off their second album which was Van Halen 2 mm-hmm. got really creative with the uh yeah, very. naming of their albums uh this was a time when I was able to have access to video equipment at the local cable company for the public access program I actually did auditions for chicks to be in a video I was going to do a video of this this is just at the very beginning of MTV Okay. And I was actually, uh, I had uh, a friend of mine that I worked with at McDonald's because we were in mm-hmm. high school, uh, was my assistant. And she you know, had a girl that was going to help me with it. So it didn't look like I was just a perv trying to, you know, get high school chicks in bikinis. I was. was. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to make a video. I actually storyboarded out a video for this. Okay. We never shot it because... You know what? Back in high school, video was just starting. It wasn't like everyone had a video in their pocket or anything like that. Mm-hmm. People didn't know. I could not get a crew together. I could not get enough people to volunteer their time to go to the beach in Oregon, which, by the way, gray, cloudy beaches, Yes, to burn. shoot this. But I had plans. We had, you know, here I am. Oh, you know what? Uh, let's play a little more of this. She don't know head around. Which one? And she looks like me, like she liked to fool around. Oh, yeah. Now, here's the, here's the. Here I am, ain't no man of the world. Now, here's what I have for that. It's a beautiful girl. Oh, yeah. Beautiful girl. All right, so what I had in that, here I am. Ain't no man of the world. Yeah. I was going to have a guy. And I did have a guy to play David Lee Roth's character in this okay. video. I had that kid. He was a you know good-looking guy from high school that worked at McDonald's with us. Mm-hmm. We were trying to get a bodybuilder to be the man of the world. So you oh, could say, here I am, ain't no, and point over and have some guy posing. Right. We didn't get a big guy. We had one guy that was on the football team that was a weightlifter mm-hmm. that was ripped and cut from what, but I never saw him. He didn't show up for the audition, okay, which was another one of the issues. And but mm-hmm. he was a rip. He was supposedly ripped and cut. And I thought, you know what? That's gonna. I can't afford to have a Lou Ferrigno, Arnold Schwarzenegger show up. But if I can get someone ripped and cut mm-hmm. to be the man of the world, anyway. But I had a whole thing. I could do a whole show on the storyboards and all, and I still have them because I don't throw anything away. Oh wow! But okay. uh, uh, never, never produced the video. So that, for a while, was my favorite song because I listened to it over and over and over Mm because I was storyboarding out a music video. And it's a great song. And it's great. It's it's basically it's their version of the Beach Boys' California Girls. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Which they which David which Lee David Roth Lee Roth did. did later on. Yep. So great version. All right. So now the big surprise, Jana is going to play her favorite Van Halen song. And let me just say, I do think that this was a single, but I don't think that this is maybe not a favorite. It's not that it's not a favorite. It's just not up there. I don't know that a lot of people would be like, oh, yeah, this is. And since we're talking about it's like a little tribute to Eddie Van Halen. I don't know if I would say that this is um, a great example of it, it. Listen, it's his guitar playing. But, you know, you've got some solos where you're like, dude, but I love this song. So here we go. All right. 
certainly a great showcase for Alex's drumming. Can I sing it now before it starts? I mean, if you want. This is great. It is great. I'm getting chills. I was feeling so My love life was a damn disgrace. Oh, this is great stuff. Seriously. Me too. I'm getting chills too. My love life was a damn disgrace. Needed someone to love and hold me. That's one of the reasons I was out of place. So! Had me all worked up inside. Oh. I was in love, but Cupid missed me. I ever left, and I almost died. Oh man, that's great! I have not heard this song in forever. I haven't either. And oh so my god, things, and I remember all that. I got so chills. one of the things I do too. Chills. One of the things I love about this <laughs> is that yes, they're a rock band, but you get a little bit of um. It's just a kind of a nice slow groove on and off in here. So you're right. all worked up inside, right. and then it goes to so so so. Let's do a little bit more of it. All right, all right. Oh man. One and only is that you. I'm going to be, and there's Michael and Anthony with his amazing harmony, that high voice of Michael Anthony's. Wow. I mean, this is just so good. I love that part right there. When you finally hit it? Yes. Because because, uh, the thing is, is is it uh, just the way he says that in that song, because he's talking about kind of being a loser and, you know, yep. all that. And then he said, ain't life grand when you finally hit it. I remember being a teenager and when you get all Twitter-pated because that girl you want to go out with or you're going to go on a date or whatever it is, I remember thinking of this song, listening to this song, thinking of that. And it was just like, ain't life grand when you finally hit it. Yep. It was like, it's just great. It's just a great song. <laughs> it is. So there is a guitar solo in here. And it does show some of the great stuff that he plays in this song. Should I go a little further? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit more. We can't do too much on one song. Okay, let's see what well, we can get I, to we'll it. see. Let's see. For a long, long year. Just too lazy. Now that I found you. Okay, so we're going to be coming to this part where suddenly everything changes. Listen to this, you guys. This harmony. This is so Van Halen. How often do you have a hard rock band with this beautiful harmony? Birds against an acid sky. Get ready. More harmony. I mean, this is about Eddie Van Halen, but they're all great. There will be times. Here we go. Get ready. It's like a crescendo. You're going to hear the angels sing, I say. Here we go. Oh my gosh, I'm going to get the chills again. It's so good. And then we're, that's the amazing scream, and then. 
Listen to this. Oh, the build-up. And there's Eddie right here. Come on, dude. Oh, this is great stuff. That's Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> All right. Wow. Wow. That is great. That is Man, great. I haven't heard that song. Simple rhyme. It's just so good. Forever. Is it, what's the name of the song? Is it, is it simple sim- rhyme? It, it, it actually, in a simple rhyme. In a simple rhyme. So I have the... So did you have something else that you want yes. to share with yours? Okay, good. Go. So, okay. So next on our Van Halen tribute here is uh, Jump. Van Halen's Jump. And I know you want to say some stuff about it because we, we, we did uh, a little bit of show prep here. Yeah. Uh, so I have that I have that queued up. So what did you want to share about Jump? Uh, so when I was pulling up some information, it was just talking about how, how did somebody, you know, a, a rocker become such a teen idol with a lot of teeny boppers. Um, because sometimes the rockers, it's sort of something that you get into when you get a little older and hoarier. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> But there was something about Eddie Van Halen. And those of you that are this era, you know, he just had this adorable look. He always looked like he was just so happy. And he's one of those people that the smile went to his eyes. And it was a smirk. It was a it was a little devilish smirk, I would say. Absolutely. And so it gave the song Jump as a great example, which is not one of my favorites because there's synthesizer and not as much of the rock and roll. (laughs) Uh, Although it is in there. But when you look at the video and you see David Lee Roth like like humping the stage, it is, it and... is unbelievable. We so as I queued up this video on our show prep, we watched a couple seconds of it. Yep, yep. David Lee Roth is a rock god, absolutely one of the best, if not the best, front man what for a, a band. Great ever. showman, you're right. I mean, he is pouting his lips while he's singing, and even afterward, he doesn't close his mouth. He just does the pouty lip. Th- and his hair and the way he looked at the camera. I mean, he seducing knew everything. <laughs> he knew how to how to take care of the stage. Absolutely. And then there are the other guys that just look like they're having a great time. And the whole time, Eddie just looking like, yeah, man, I'm so happy. And I'm right here. And I'm <laughs> it's just and I'm a little high. <laughs> he did always look like he was a little high. And if you guys didn't know this, by the way, America's sweetheart, one day at a time, Valerie Bertinelli. So this rock god. That, you know, I mean, rockers usually have this reputation for being like, you know, drug addicted, sex, drugs, rock and roll guys. Right. And he married America's sweetheart, little sweet Valerie Bertinelli. And they made a beautiful child together. And turned her bad. (laughs) For a little while, she was a little bit of a, yeah, a little while. They both struggled a bit, but she turned it around. So, all right. So now we have a little bit of great video video of Jump. We have it queued up. Obviously, we don't do video here, but this is a part. We'll post this on our wall. Because this is uh, Eddie Van Halen. This is uh, the part of it that's his guitar solo in Jump. You got to watch it, you guys. Yeah. I wish you guys could be watching this right now. He's just so adorable. He is. He is. Oh, my gosh. By the way, that's him also on the synth. Right. Now, this video, when you watch the jump video, and I have a story about this that, that Jana is, may or may not be aware of, I hated this video. Mm-hmm. Only because it was a great video, number one. Mm-hmm. But the story that came out when it came... You know, when the video came out, and this was, you know, 1984-ish, 
because that's the name of the album, mm-hmm. uh, was that they made the video for five hundred dollars. Whoa. Now it's shot on film. Everything, mo- well, not everything, but most everything was shot on film back then. Shot on film. That was the story that showed up in the guitar magazines. And this is a time when I was early in my career mm-hmm. of film and video. Mm-hmm. Everyone wanted a five hundred dollar music video like Van Halen. Van well, Halen did jump sure. for five hundred dollars. What's wrong with you? Uh, yeah, like Van Halen doesn't have friends. Right. Like they don't. You know, like people aren't going to want to help him out. Hey, we can help him out. I can shoot this. All bragging I mean, you know, rights. Right. right. Yeah. Who do, who doesn't want to say? Oh yeah, I was a guy. I ran camera for Jump. Yeah. You know, yeah. I did camera for Van Halen. I did the editing for Van Eddie Halen. Van Halen sweat on me. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want it? So I don't know what the story is and how the production went. And I also do know how record companies and David Lee Roth can exaggerate things. So I'm not sure where exactly yeah. that quote came from. Yeah. But the fact that Jump was made for $500 made it very difficult to make any money doing music videos because I couldn't do that. I was an independent and it was like $500. That's what it's going to cost to buy the film and have it processed. Yeah. That has nothing to do with the light rental, the camera rental, the editing, anything like that. Right. So as much as I love Van Halen... And the video is fantastic. It's like, oh my gosh, that was devastating. Oh well, I'm so sorry that how you have they, like a how negative dare they, connotation. How dare with they it. come out and say that? But it's good that you can go back and look at this now and see the fun. Oh, they it's were still having. great. I mean, it was still back then. I still love the video, but I just hated that. How dare they come out and say, "Oh yeah, we did our video jump for five hundred dollars." You know what else I like about the Van Halen music is there are you know the production not the production quality the the sound of the different um songs that 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 were recorded on their albums it just sounded sometimes like you're just right there in the room with them and they're just jamming and and one that comes to mind and and i don't have this pulled up but one that comes to mind is hot for teacher where it's like they're just having a blast it sounds like it yeah there was there was also part of the, and I'm sure this is part of the marketing, that they only did one or two takes for their songs. And it sounded like it, and you just, it right. was like, yeah. And I'm thinking, mm, I suppose that could be true, but come on. They had huge record companies behind yeah. them, and I'm sure there was sweetening and there was stuff Pretty like that. Pretty brilliant, though, for marketing to right. make it sound like... Right. Like I say, you can't believe all the marketing as much as it did. So have you seen Van Halen in concert? Only once, and it was Van Hagar. It was great. Don't get me wrong, but it was Van Hagar. Well, let me get up here on my high (laughs) stool while you're down there on your little toilet stool. I'm jelly. Um, I saw saw Van Halen three times. Mm -hmm. Saw them with David Lee Roth. I saw them with Van Hagar, with Sammy Hagar, and it Mm -hmm. was great. Yeah, it was good. And then I saw when they again came back, and I think it was 2008. Gary Sharon. No, 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 no. I wouldn't go see that kind of crap. Okay, okay. Uh, Sorry, Gary. He's, <laughs> he's gonna, never going to be on our he's show cut now. <laughs> me on the, cut me off the Christmas list. But I saw them when David Lee Roth rejoined them in 2008 oh, up in Portland. Oh, that's cool. Okay, yeah. Up in Portland, Oregon. I went up to see them up there. And it was uh, it was fantastic to see David Lee Roth back in the front of that band. You know, since he's uh, the in the past, what, 10 years, maybe, I, I don't know, where he's come and gone, coming back, and then he's right. not. And I'd heard that, and I've heard recordings where he's kind of lost it vocally. But I've seen the videos, and he's still a showman. Right. I would still go. I would too. Just, I would go. I would go again. And some concerts are better if you listen to um, even recording it on your phone. If you listen to it later, I mean, clearly that it's not going to sound the same anyway on your phone. Um, but sometimes you're like, oh, that wasn't as good as it seemed like when I was there. 
and you sometimes the whole experience makes it it is better. part of the experience it is so here so the first time i saw them was up in portland and it was probably 1982 ish yeah uh because i think that's anyways that was the era that i did a lot of concerts when i lived up mm-hmm. there and, and i'm still living at home i think and i uh was working full-time at mcdonald's and had a lot of money <laughs> uh but I remember I called my friend, my best friend from Southern California at the time, called him. And that was expensive back in the day. It cost a lot of money to make a long-distance call back in the day. It wasn't like it is now. And I called him, and we were talking about it. And I said, oh, my God, David Lee Roth. And this goes down to the marketing and how brilliant David Lee Roth was. Mm-hmm. And it actually made me jaded. Because mm-hmm. I said, man, he came out on stage. I'm telling my friend now, who had seen him down in L.A. I said, he came out. And he said, we were the loudest crowd ever. And my friend goes, uh, Mark, he, he <laughs> oh, said no. that to us too. Oh, no. And I was like, wait, what? He's a liar. I swear. I swear. I was so naive on that kind of thing that I was like, what? How dare him? But maybe he was telling the truth. <laughs> maybe there was one and then the other one got louder. <laughs> but, you know, that, that was – I. I think I still had stars in my eyes back then, but that was another thing that made me more cynical. Like, oh, of course he's going to say that to every crowd. Why do you not? Of course you go to every crowd. You say, you guys are the best ever. So (laughs) have you gotten over it? No. Okay. No, no. I I understand it because I used to manage comedians in the 90s, and I used to tell my comics things that were using the David Lee Roth school of entertaining the crowd. You've got to say, man, you know what? The crowd, the other place I was at was, you guys are great. Oh, yeah. you get the crowd on your side right there. And then the other thing was that during, during I forget even what song it was because it was so wild and so fun. But, you know, he starts singing and then he he doesn't sing the lyrics. You know, they're up on stage drinking as they did, mm-hmm. you know. And he was like, I forgot the fucking words. <laughs> and it was just like. Did anybody care? And so I said that to my buddy. I said, yeah. And then he, yeah, yeah, he did, he, he did that at ours too. And I was just like, oh, it's a show? It's just, yeah. <laughs> so now it makes you wonder if when they're not like, you know, on the show, if David is home with his like Poindexter glasses, just, you know, reading up like in the encyclopedia about old vaudeville operations. Shows. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well, I, actually, that would be I was more thinking David. If he's, re- if he's reading about old vaudeville shows that is and, how to, David Lee and, and things, yeah, things on how to, to how to get the how to get the audience on your side or little little tips and tricks from That's the right. old the old school days. Well, it worked. So that, that was that made me jaded. Now I still love Van Halen. Yeah. So sure. don't get me wrong. So you you had something else you wanted. Well, to I just you know what? Let's just hear a little bit more. Um, this is a great intro to a song again that maybe isn't as well known unless you're one that goes a little bit deeper into Van Halen, and this is fantastic. like a spoken word at the beginning, right? I'm trying to remember this one. I mean, this is a great example sounds of like a Hall- Eddie and Halloween song. Of both Eddie and um, Michael Anthony. 
of all of them. I still haven't figured out the song yet. I know it. I know it. I've heard it. It just sounds like they're having a good time. See, I knew it was spoken word. Oh, out of control. Lost control. Lost control. Wow. Wow. That is a deep cut. And the intro is just big. Wow. I just love that. Wow. So, you know, um, sometimes you lose some of these celebrities. And I mean, it's not like I go around and cry for a week or two. But this one hits a little deep. This one hits a little deep. And he was gone way too soon, 65. This man had music well, left in him. See, now to me, and I don't mean to sound crass, but it's expected. He was a rock and roll guy. He lived a rock and roll lifestyle. We knew that he had cancer a For long sure. time yep, ago. He, struggled. he smoked yep. cigarettes throughout all the videos and everything. Yep, yep. So to me, it's like, well, you I read what you, you sow I hear on what that you're one. saying. I mean, it's, it's terrible that we don't have him anymore, so we can't go see Eddie Van Halen in concert with Van yeah, Halen. Yeah. But... I saw him three times, so I'm good. <laughs> so you're good. Well, his boy Wolf just put Wolfie just put out an album, and I guess it's doing really well. So you might want to check that out, y'all. Well, good for him. Now I have a deep cut, and this may have some sound effects to it, but it is definitely Eddie Van Halen, and I'm going to play it, and let's see if Jana can tell me what this is from. Ready? Yeah. Here we go. I don't know. Who are you? My name is Darth Vader. Is from a movie? Yep. I don't know. <laughs> there are people that know this right away. Back to the Future. Oh, wow. When Marty McFly goes to George McFly and he puts his... Uh, Walkman on him, mm-hmm. and he puts in that sound effect you hear at the very beginning. Obviously, Marty McFly is in the radiation suit, and, yeah, going, yeah. <sighs> oh, okay. and he puts a cassette in to his Walkman that says Eddie Van Halen. Okay. Now, that is Eddie Van Halen, but it's not from any record yeah, just that a... you know. My understanding awesome. is that Eddie Van Halen was asked to record something just for that movie, so That's they great. didn't have to get rights to the right, songs right. off of any of the albums. Right. And that's what that is. Because I remember in the movie, I thought, that's not Eruption. That's not this. That's not that. No, they they recorded it specifically for the Back to the Future movie so they could use that. That's great to know. You know, it, it makes it, you saying that, it makes me think of a movie. Is it Better Off Dead? That, have you seen the movie Better Off Dead? No. Okay. But I, I I remember the trailer for the, it where the the, where hamburger the, the kid falls scene. into the trash. No, I remember the kid falling into the, off the bridge or something into the trash truck, and there was the uh, trash man who happened to be black that said, "Oh, that's just too bad throwing away a good white boy like that or okay. something like that." I remember that oh, from the trailer. All right, well, per- per- <laughs> throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that or something like that. Well, there is a scene in there where the guy's flipping burgers, and then suddenly the burger comes to life and starts jamming, and it's Van Halen during that too. <laughs> It's awesome. 
I'm not familiar with that. This has been great. Oh my goodness! Now, I could. I now I need to listen to an entire Van Halen. So now, album. let me tell you something we talked about in show prep that I said I'd save for the show. Mm-hmm. You had gone online uh, in doing the show prep, and you said something about why do they remaster their songs? Right. Right. I'm not. Now I'm not sure. It annoys me because I want it to sound like I'm used to it sounding. Right. I'm not sure if this is why Van Halen did it, mm-hmm. but I know this is why other artists do. They have an agreement with the record company for that original recording. So what they do is they make a new recording with a different record company and or a different agreement. And they present that as the definitive version so that they'll make better royalties and make a better deal off of the remastered. So they remaster it. So now it's their property. They have different ownership. Now, mind you, every... Every contract is different. There's mm-hmm. no standard contract in movies or music. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the reasons they remaster okay. is so they can re-release it and get more money for themselves okay. and less money for the record people. Noted. So in, on that note, let's uh, finish off our Van Halen. This is some live Eddie Van Halen doing his eruption guitar solo. Excellent. I'm not sure when this is. I think this is uh, from 1986. And a lot of people, by the way, would say that this is like the epitome of his greatness. This right, right here, it's right here. Live. And so here we go. This is a live version of Eddie Van Halen doing his extended version of his eruption solo. cracks me up when they do a concert and the one person does the solo for five to ten minutes yep. so everyone else could have a break i'm like wait when does he get when a break he get his? <laughs> i gotta tell you this does make me feel a little verklempt oh my gosh what a great talent shirtless with that cigarette hanging out of his lip yeah listen to that grumble <laughs> it's pretty hot he was actually sitting down on the stage sideways doing that. Wow. <laughs> I'm getting the ch- I'm chill- chilling out. Are you seeing the video on this? I'm, I'm watching, yep. Okay. And there's Alex with his drums. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And while he's doing this with his pick... He'll stop and he'll throw the pick into the audience yeah. and take another one another off of his pick. guitar. So he's giving away freebies. You guys, do yourselves a favor and pull this up. Watch his fingers flying. It's amazing. Wow. That finger tapping style that he perfected. And that's what got the interest of Gene Simmons. He heard about it in Smart the clubs. Man. Went and checked it out. Wow. This is amazing. Uh Amazing. I'm so glad you brought that up, Mark. <laughs> it's what he was known for. And we can't play too much because we'll get in trouble. So there you go. Great show. That is the end of our show. It was an extended show. So thanks for listening in. 
Uh, be sure to tell your friends and be sure to check us out on social media. Absolutely. You can check us out on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter at Snack A Little. And if you have any questions or comments that you want to put on our listener line, you can call in at 909 909- 572-0278. So call that number, leave a message, and we may include it on one of our future shows. Guys, go ahead and send us a message or post something on our wall. We're pretty quick usually to get back with people. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. And let us know what you Come think of Van back. Halen and, and what Van Halen meant in your life. And uh, give us a story. Bye. We'll talk to you soon. 